Once Gone, a Riley Page Mystery, Book One, written by Blake Pierce, narrated by Elaine Wise. Chapter Four. The white flame of the propane torch waved in front of Riley. She had to dodge back and forth to escape being burned. The brightness blinded her to everything else, and she couldn't even see her captor's face any more. As the torch swirled about, it seemed to leave lingering traces hanging in the air. Stop it! she yelled. Stop it! Her voice was raw and hoarse from shouting. She wondered why she was wasting her breath. She knew he wouldn't stop tormenting her until she was dead. Just then, he raised an air horn and blew it in her ear. A car horn blared. Riley snapped back to the present and looked out to see the light at the intersection had just turned green. A line of drivers waited behind her vehicle and she stepped on the gas. Riley, palms sweating, forced the memory away and reminded herself of where she was. She was going to visit Marie Sales, the only other survivor of her near-killer's unspeakable sadism. She berated herself for letting the flashback overwhelm her. She had managed to keep her mind on her driving for an hour and a half now, and she had thought she was doing fine. Riley drove into Georgetown, passing upscale Victorian homes, and parked at the address Marie had given her over the phone a red-brick townhouse with a handsome bay window. She sat in the car for a moment, debating whether to go in and trying to summon the courage. Finally, she exited. As she climbed the steps, she was pleased to see Marie meet her at the door. Somberly but elegantly dressed, Marie smiled somewhat wanly. Her face looked tired and drawn. From the circles under her eyes, Riley was pretty sure that she'd been crying. That came as no surprise. She and Marie had seen each other a lot during their weeks of video chats, and there was little they could hide from one another. When they hugged, Riley was immediately aware that Marie was not as tall and robust as she'd expected her to be. Even in heels, Marie was shorter than Riley, her frame small and delicate. That surprised Riley. She and Marie had talked a lot, but this was the first time they had met in person. Marie's slightness made her seem all the more courageous to have survived what she'd been through. Riley took in her surroundings as she and Marie walked for the dining room. The place was immaculately clean and tastefully furnished. It would normally be a cheery home for a successful single woman, but Marie kept all the curtains closed and the lights low. The atmosphere was strangely oppressive. Riley didn't want to admit it, but it made her think of her own home. Marie had a light lunch ready on the dining room table and she and Riley sat down to eat. They sat there in an awkward silence, Riley sweating, but unsure why. Seeing Marie was bringing it all back. So, how did it feel? Marie asked tentatively, coming out into the world. Riley smiled. Marie knew better than anyone what today's drive took. Pretty well, Riley said. Actually, quite well. I only had one bad moment, really. Marie nodded, clearly understanding. Well, you did it, Marie said, and that was brave. 
brave, Riley thought. That was not how she would have described herself. Once, maybe, when she was an active agent. Would she ever describe herself that way again? How about you? Riley asked. How much do you get out? Marie fell silent. You don't leave the house at all, do you? Riley asked. Marie shook her head. Riley reached forward and held her wrist in a grip of compassion. Marie, you've got to try, she urged. If you let yourself stay stuck inside like this, it's like he's still holding you prisoner. A choked sob forced its way out of Marie's throat. I'm sorry, Riley said. That's all right. You're right. Riley watched Marie as they both ate for a moment, and a long silence descended. She wanted to think that Marie was doing well, but she had to admit that she seemed alarmingly frail to her. It made her fear for herself, too. Did she look that bad, too? Riley wondered silently whether it was good for Marie to be living alone. Might she be better with a husband or boyfriend, she wondered. And she wondered the same thing about herself. Yet she knew the answer for both of them was probably not. Neither of them was in any emotional frame of mind for a sustained relationship. It would just be a crutch. Did I ever thank you? Marie asked after a while, breaking the silence. Riley smiled. She knew perfectly well that Marie meant for having rescued her. Lots of times, Riley said, and you don't need to, really. Marie poked at her food with a fork. Did I ever say, I'm sorry? Riley was surprised. Sorry? What for? Marie spoke with difficulty. If you hadn't gotten me out of there, you wouldn't have gotten caught. Riley squeezed Marie's hand gently. Marie, I was just doing my job. You can't go feeling guilty about something that wasn't your fault. You've got too much to deal with as it is. Marie nodded, acknowledging her. Just getting out of bed every day is a challenge, she admitted. I guess you've noticed how dark I keep everything. Any bright light reminds me of that torch of his. I can't even watch television or listen to music. I'm scared that someone might sneak up on me and I'll not hear it. Any noise at all puts me in a panic. Marie began to weep quietly. I'll never look at the world in the same way, never. There's evil out there, all around us. I had no idea. People are capable of such horrible things. I don't know how I'll ever trust people again. As Marie cried, Riley wanted to reassure her, to tell her she was wrong. But a part of Riley was not so sure she was. Finally, Marie looked at her. Why did you come here today? She asked, point blank. Riley was caught off guard by Marie's directness and by the fact that she didn't really know herself. I don't know, she said. I just wanted to visit you, see how you're doing. There's something else, Marie said, narrowing her eyes with an uncanny perception. Maybe she was right, Riley thought. Riley thought of Bill's visit, and she realised she had indeed come here because of the new case. What was it she wanted from Marie? Advice? Permission? Encouragement? Reassurance? A part of her wanted Marie to tell her she was crazy so she could rest easy and forget about Bill. 
but maybe another part wanted Marie to urge her to do it. Finally, Riley sighed. There's a new case, she said. Well, not a new case, but an old case that never went away. Marie's expression grew taut and severe. Riley gulped. And you've come to ask if you should do it? Marie asked. Riley shrugged. But she also looked up and searched Marie's eyes for reassurance, encouragement. And in that moment, she realised that was exactly what she had come here, hoping to find. But to her disappointment, Marie lowered her eyes and slowly shook her head. Riley kept waiting for an answer, but instead there followed an endless silence. Riley sensed that some special fear was working its way inside Marie. In the silence, Riley looked around the apartment and her eyes fell upon Marie's landline phone. She was surprised to see it was disconnected from the wall. "'What's the matter with your phone?' Riley asked. Marie looked positively stricken and Riley realised she had hit a real nerve. "'He keeps calling me,' Marie said, in an almost inaudible whisper. "'Who?' "'Peterson.' Riley's heart jumped up into her throat. Peterson is dead, Riley replied, her voice shaky. I torched the place. They found his body. Marie shook her head. It could have been anyone they found. It wasn't him. Riley felt a flush of panic. Her own worst fears were being brought back. Everybody says it was, Riley said. And you really believe that? Riley didn't know what to say. Now was no time to confide her own fears. After all, Marie was probably being delusional. But how could Riley convince her of something that she didn't altogether believe herself? He keeps calling, Marie said again. He calls and breathes and hangs up. I know it's him. He's alive. He's still stalking me. Riley felt a cold, creeping dread. It's probably just an obscene phone caller, she said, pretending to be calm. But I can get the Bureau to check it out anyway. I can get them to send out a surveillance car if you're scared. They'll trace the calls. No, Marie said sharply, no! Riley stared back, puzzled. Why not? she asked. I don't want to make him angry, Marie said in a pathetic whimper. Riley, overwhelmed, Feeling a panic attack coming on, suddenly realised it had been a terrible idea to come here. If anything, she felt worse. She knew she could not sit in this oppressive dining room a moment longer. I've got to go, Riley said, talking. I'm so sorry, my daughter's waiting. Marie suddenly grabbed Riley's wrist with surprising strength, digging her nails into her skin. She stared back, her icy blue eyes holding such intensity that it terrified Riley. That haunting look seared into her soul. Take the case, Marie urged. Riley could see in her eyes that Marie was confusing the new case and Peterson, blurring them together into one. Find that son of a bitch, she added, and kill him for me.